Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. People who are creative like to believe they come up with new things, but the reality is there's nothing new under the sun. But we find ways to be different. Satan, however, is 100% a counterfeit. Pastor J.D. reminds us today he cannot create, only manipulate and destroy. Be encouraged that we have the Creator on our side. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 5th, 2021. The Apostle Paul is writing to this church in Thessalonica that thought they missed the rapture. And they were very discouraged and they needed to be encouraged. And what's interesting is this, by the way, was his first ever epistle. The first letter he ever wrote was to the church in Thessalonica. And in his first letter to this, and by the way, this was a church that he started and only spent maybe some believe about three months with. Why is that important to understand in the context of what we're about to read? Because while he was there with him, He taught them Bible prophecy. More specifically, he taught them about the rapture. Oh, you can't do that. These are new believers. That's like drinking water out of a fire hose. (laughs) Welcome to my world. But these are new believers, and he's talking to them about the rapture. And then after he leaves, apparently there's all these false teachers that are confusing them, and nah, we're already in the tribulation, there is no rapture, you missed the rapture, all those loved ones that died, too bad, so sad. Paul's like, no! So he writes them this letter to encourage them. And he says, verse 15, by the Holy Spirit, according to the Lord's word, we tell you, that we who are still alive, stop right there. We? Paul? 2,000 years ago? He thought it was going to be in his lifetime. We who are still alive, we would be me. If I say we, isn't that me? It's been a long week, just give me a break. We who are still alive, who are left, until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep, speaking of death. For the Lord Himself, verse 16, will come down from heaven, this is not the second coming, with a loud command, 
with the voice of the archangel, and I want you to listen very carefully to this, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. The trumpet of God, there are two trumpets in Scripture. There's the trumpet of angels, and this is where Christians get really messed up. And they mess up a lot of Christians, sadly. Because they they mix up the trumpets. Don't do that. The trumpet of angels is for Israel, and the trumpet of God is for the church. And the first trumpet is for Israel, and the last trumpet is for the church. Please make that distinction. So the dead in Christ are going to rise first. My daughter, my mother, I hope my father, they're going to get their new bodies first in the twinkling of an eye. They're going to be raised from the dead, given their new bodies first, when that trumpet sounds and the rapture happens. And then after that, verse 17, we, there he goes again, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, verse 18, encourage one another with these words. Ah. By the way, parenthetically, let me just say these two words in English translated caught up. In the Greek, it's the Greek word harpazo. In the Latin Vulgate, it's rapturous, where we get our transliteration, rapture. So the next time that well-intentioned Christian says, well, the word rapture isn't even in the Bible. I'm sorry, I... I really need to build a bridge and get over it. Apparently I'm not over it yet, but I just... (laughs) The word rapture is in the Bible. And by the way, if you really want to get technical and legalistic and all that, the word Trinity isn't in the Bible either. Oh, I got... How about this? The word Bible isn't in the Bible. (laughs) Leave me alone. What's the point? <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe you're asking, do you really even have a point? Yes, I do. The point is, is that these Thessalonian Christians were very discouraged. And the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is wanting to encourage them. How is he encouraging them? Oh, uh, with these words. With what words? Oh, with the word of the Lord, the promise of God, the Word of God. You know how we say, I give you my Word? That's what God's saying, I give you my Word. The only difference is God can never go back on His Word. This is His Word. God cannot break a promise. It's impossible. This is His promise. This is His Word. He's given us His Word. I'm going to come. There's going to be a trumpet sound. And all of those loved ones that died in Christ, they're going to be raised first. You're going to meet them in the air too, by the way. 
How encouraging is that? I can't wait. I think about this all the time. Can't wait to see my mommy again in her glorified body, my daughter, my dad, I hope. How encouraging is this? Does this encourage you? It's upon this word, from God's word, that I would like to encourage you, despite the evil strings of man being pulled. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to take and tackle the prophetic significance of what's being dubbed the Omicron variant, so-called, which I believe is a game changer. If you're willing to hear me out, I would like to make the case for why I believe this particular name, this is not coincidence, this particular so-called variant is very significant. It seems that this demonic script, if I can refer to it like that again, that called for the pulling of this so-called Omicron string, it has profound implications, I believe. Back on August 30th of last year, I actually went back into my archives, we devoted the entire update to predictive programming. This was perhaps one of the most, I guess, eye-opening updates I had ever done. It was right there in the top, surely the top ten, because all of those movies, all of those programs, oh by the way, programs on those channels, I had no idea. And it was so eye-opening when you go back and you see what they were really about. It was all about people being pre-programmed and brainwashed to be in lockstep compliance. And this is what was shocking to me. How many of these movies in particular over the years, we're talking way back, were about a virus creating this crisis, and then the solution was a vaccine. How did they know? Well, such is the case with this so-called Omicron variant. Is it just me, or is that kind of weird? Just the name? Where did they come up with that? Well, apparently they skipped over three letters to come up with this variant name, and again, no coincidence here. I actually did some research on what Omicron means, and I came up with an Ascended Masters website. These are Luciferians. I didn't include it, but the way they define it is exactly what I'm about to share with you. This is so demonic. Omicron? Come on. 
Couldn't you come up with something better than that? Why Omicron? What, what did they do? Sit around in the room saying, hey, we got to come up with a name for this variant. What do you think? Bob, Joe, Steve? No. Omicron. Okay, that sounds good. Let's use that one. Well, this uh, Omicron, as it turns out, dates back to the 1960s. It might even be further back, but that's how far back I was able to find it. And wouldn't you know, it's in a pre-programming, brainwashing movie by that name, Omicron. What follows are quotes and screenshots from the 1963 movie, Omicron. Not Omnicron, Omni, O-M-I-C-R-O-N. And by the way, we've included a link to this movie with English subtitles. It's in Italian, and this is probably as good of a time as any to mention that whenever we reference a YouTube video or any other site, it is not an endorsement of that site. That's just a reference and a link that you can go to. By way of a preface, this is what this movie is about. Listen to this. It's about an alien who takes over the body of an earthman in order to learn about the planet so his race can take it over. <laughs> okay, wait. Pods, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Encounters of the Third Kind. Was that the one with Richard Dreyfus? And I think they did a remake on that one. I think Donald Sutherland was in, man, he's in a lot of demonic, creepy, pre-programming movies. Uh, Hunger Games, by the way, that's all about the uh, seven-year tribulation. Don't look at me like that. You knew, you knew that, right? Donald Sutherland was in that. Wasn't Donald Sutherland in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I think, right? Wasn't that the 70s? Yeah. Same theme. Same theme. Different movie. Now, in this scene, they're examining a corpse only to discover something very unusual. Let me quote from the subtitle. Yes, Judge, an acupuncture mark. A puncture mark. Needle mark? What? Can you see? It's pretty clear, but couldn't it be an insect bite? No. Could be a burn, I suppose, but it's more likely a puncture. Oh, what a coincidence. Then, after discovering this puncture mark, he comes back to life and says, I'm quoting, Space Explorer Omicron, calling the Ministry of Amalgamation of Planet Ultra, continuing efforts to run the creature I paralyzed and in whom I am embedded, but I'm going blind and don't understand anything. The minister replies to Explorer Omicron, are there other difficulties? His response, it's an outdated model. <laughs> I've not seen anything like it on other planets. 
it still has, listen to this, muscular and nervous systems. We've discovered a prehistoric species. In this final scene of the movie, everyone is in this meeting, and they've all been inhabited by Omicron. And now they're meeting to establish a charter for the slaves in their factories. If that sounds like George Orwell's 1984, that's because that sounds like George Orwell's 1984. I'm not trying to be clever or cute here. Let me quote from the subtitles. Let's set down the workers' charter. I recommend that they be introduced gradually. No, better strike while the iron's hot. I agree. In fact, we had an update by that title. I used that idiom. Fine. Point one, abolition of holidays and all work breaks whatsoever. Point two, prohibition of love, of speaking, and of thinking. I think they've already got that one through. I don't know. But listen to this, quoting again. Whoever insists on thinking will be punished with amputation of the head. What? That's right here in Revelation. They're going to be beheaded. Amputation of, how did they know? Come on. Satan knows the Bible better than you and I ever could. He knows the book of Revelation, beheading those who refuse this puncture to inhabit them, beheading. I know some of you are looking at me like, Pastor, you have really gone off the edge this time. I don't think I have. It goes on, quoting, agreed. I suggest amputation for those who insist on loving. Agreed. Point three, abolition of emotions, of will, of charity, and of dignity, and other infectious diseases of prehistoric origin. Agreed. Close quote. 1963. I was one year old. I remember, I, we popped popcorn, watched this thing. No. <laughs> 1963. Well, let's fast forward to 1999. And this video game by the same name, Omicron, the nomad soul. In it, you will find David Bowie. Remember him? who not only wrote and performed the soundtrack for the game, but is virtual as pictured here in the game, and says to the player of the game, and I quote, So, you are a stranger here in Omicron, conqueror of demons. You're not the first video game player to get your soul 
trapped in this dimension. What? Omicron? Soul trapped in a demonic dimension? Omicron? A body inhabited by this demonic entity? By the way, doubtless you've heard about Facebook's new rebranding. Come on. Is this a coincidence? Metaverse? Meta? Metaverse? You know, I was thinking about this. Satan cannot create or originate anything. All he can do is counterfeit. So God is the creator of the universe. What's Satan going to do? He's going to create a counterfeit universe, an alternative universe, the metaverse. You know what this metaverse is all about? I hope you're doing your research on this, and please don't just take my word for it. I'm still researching this, and I have to confess that I'm just blown away and taken back by how demonic this is. This metaverse is all about trapping and possessing souls in a demonic dimension. I didn't take the time today, but you know what you might want to do? Is do your own research and just start with the definition of avatar. Because you see, you, you can be whoever you want to be. You create your own avatar. Look up the definition of avatar. And you can do whatever you want in this alternate reality, this virtual reality, this metaverse, which is a trap to inhabit and possess souls demonically from the pit of hell. Here's the bottom line. Yes, evil strings are being pulled to control and possess the souls of men, but God is using it to save the souls of men. I hope you don't tire of me saying this. I think I probably say this every week, and I'll probably keep saying this every week. Do you know how many people we will see in heaven because of this, that would not have otherwise come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, had it not been for this? Do you know how many testimonies we receive on a weekly basis from people that are sharing with us how either they came to Christ, or they came back to Christ. They were living their cotton candy Christianity. Um, that's what I call it, I'm sorry. That's what it is. Cotton candy Christianity. How unhealthy spiritually is that? Could you imagine living only on cotton candy? First of all, you would have no teeth. It's all fluffy and sweet and ah. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, 
and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.